0: Opinion, 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 Opinion. Okay, so I'm Clara Biliard and I'd um, like to start up a series of podcasts uh, interviewing fantastic people in the industry of massage, well-being and really tackling some subjects that I feel are really close to the hearts of therapists um, and the business of massage, which is really where I want to touch on with my good friend John Holman today. John Holman created a a wonderful massage tool called HydroTherm, um, which combines heat, flotation and massage, and it has led to him having a very successful therapy business, um, but is actually helping many therapists tackle the problems that they face from repetitive strain injury, and also clients that are not so comfortable lying face down. So we're going to explore a few questions with John, um, and so... Probably just to start by saying, Welcome, John Holman. Thanks very much, Claire. <laughs> so my very nice to be here. first podcast. So, I'd like to tackle a few questions. And, um, John, your first introduction, if you like, to kneading was uh, bread, I believe.
1: It was indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, I, uh, I took a very backward facing business back in 1976. Um, uh, I bought a lovely backward facing business uh, that had been a bakery for nearly 300 years and um, uh, I owned it for 14 years, and uh, uh, by hook or by crook I managed to develop the business from a £5,000 a year business um, to one of £1.76 million and I sold it, so yes.
0: Wow, and then, so what got you into Massage from there on?
1: Actually I was a regular recipient of it, as a business grows, uh, you're subject to all sorts of different uh Uh, stresses and strains, and I found uh, massage uh, very relaxing, very therapeutic, and very beneficial. So uh, uh, I used to go to see a a chap called uh, Neil Slack, uh, across in Kirtlington, and um, uh, it became part of my life. I got fascinated by it.
0: Brilliant. And if I remember rightly, somebody also challenged you uh, on the career choice, and that was that there was no money to be made in massage
1: that's absolutely right uh, it was actually neil slack himself uh who who challenged me when uh, when i was looking at his business and thinking well you work from home you use about 10 pence worth of oil um you have no travel costs uh, uh and you're charging me 20 pound an hour um so that's a fantastic business model um and i did say to neil uh that i was uh i was going to sell my business and uh Uh, learned to do massage and I was told in emphatic terms uh, by Neil, there's no money in massage Um, and he used his car as a reference Um, I was very fortunate at the time that uh, I pulled up at his house in a fairly new Ferrari uh, which I'd uh, managed to acquire and um, and parked it next to his very beat up Volvo and uh, uh, he pointed to my car and his car and said there's definitely no money in massage and at the time I was arrogant enough and ignorant enough to believe, I bet there is, you just don't know how to make it, and um, well, I've been trying to prove me right for the last 27 years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you know, for the last 26 years, you've um, been running a clinic um, in a privately owned health and fitness club, um, and I, I really want to ask you, you know, why you set up Massage Matters, along with a team of therapists.
1: Well for many years um, I just did the work that uh, that I was trained to do uh, over in Tain. Um, I had a very good friend who was a fitness instructor uh, and it was uh, thought at one time because uh, the uh, the trainer there Nick Burns was a very good pal of mine. And, uh, it was believed at one time that Nick would break people in the gym and I'd, I'd put them back together again, uh, so it looked very conspiratorial. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I really simply wanted to work on my own. In my last business, I employed 100 people, uh, and that's very stressful to do uh, with all the rules and regulations of, uh, in the food industry. Uh, and I wanted to work on my own, so I set it up, really, so I could go and work on my own.
0: Brilliant. And, you know, I understand that you actually um, are booked one year in advance, is
1: that true? It is, Um, it sounds ridiculous, Um, um, there are some reasons for it, but um, I am completely blessed, um, I'm not a religious person, but (laughs) I'm completely blessed in having uh, uh, clients who want to come and see me regularly, Uh, and uh, I chose a few years ago only to work around 15 hours a week in in my clinical work, because I run other businesses, as you know. And um, what I found was that people were getting very annoyed that they couldn't get the same time uh, each and every week. Uh, And I came up with an idea that if you wanted it, you'd need to book it a a year in advance. Um, And I'm now in the fortunate position that my Saturday clinic has been booked a year ahead for, for about 16 years now, and it's already booked for the rest of this year. And it'll already be booked uh, in in December. It'll be booked for the entire year um, in 2017. Uh, My Thursday clinic uh, took a little time to get to that phase, but I'm now at the point where I really do only have about an an odd hour or a half hour um, during any Thursday. So, yeah, it's absolutely true. But there's a reason for it.
0: (laughs) That's a wonderful forecast. And, you know, when I look at how... That particular business has grown from just yourself um, to employing a team of therapists uh, with Mark, with Anna, and Massage Matters came at a point when it was either close or let's go to the next level.
1: Yep, that's absolutely right. Um, I got to a point where um, I, I really couldn't take on any more clients um, but I also I was renting a property for seven days a week and occupying it for about a day and a half or two days. Um, and that didn't make commercial sense, really. Uh, I was very fortunate then that uh, some people who wanted to come and work with me and develop their skills um, and learn how to build a clinic that I'd got wanted to come and work with me. And we decided to completely revamp the business, create a lovely reception area and a couple of treatment rooms. And I was it's my, been my pleasure to show Mark and Hannah how, how to build a business like the one I've got.
0: Brilliant. It's, it's definitely um, a wonderful skill uh, that John has, is to share his knowledge and share his expertise. And um, one of the things that I found in my own clinic was that I was attracting clients, very specifically, who were suffering with arthritis, suffering with the pain of ME, for those clients that just did not feel comfortable laying on their tummy. John, who do you attract in your clinic?
1: Well, what's tended to happen is most of my work's associated with musculoskeletal pain. Uh, so people who are experiencing pain. Now, it could be through sporting activities. Or through lifestyle, or through some of the things that we do, which aren't good for our backs or our necks and shoulders—sitting uh, at desks, keyboarding—all the other, all those types of things. So, I tended to attract people who got who uh, who initially got um, problems, musculoskeletal problems, um, and um, and what I found it was I needed a slightly different set of skills. Um, uh, than the ones that I'd uh, left college with. So <laughs> so uh, I set about learning some of those skills. So. Wonderful.
0: So I found that um, one of the ways that I actually book clients in regularly, because I'll be honest with you that I, I don't accept people in my clinic who are not in it uh, for regular massage. I write well-being plans for every single client that comes into the clinic because I care about... The progress that i'd like them to see and i want them to see the potential of what regular massage can offer and just recently i sold two courses of annual massage uh, to two clients in the same day and it just shows that there is a need for massage it is no longer a luxurious treat would you agree
1: absolutely in fact my entire clinic has been based around a similar premise um um, in today's lifestyle, with today's stresses and strains and demands on us, uh, physically, mentally, uh, in our sporting activities and everything else, um, we've never really, never really understood the true value of really effective massage. And I am completely passionate about people feeling the real benefits of properly applied massage. Yeah,
0: I agree. And can I also sort of stretch onto that a little bit, you know, to get those clients to book in regularly, and we're looking at the business of massage, we have to look at cost. You know, how do you determine what to charge as a therapist? Because I know so many therapists over the years who just love what they do, you and I included, and if we could offer massage for free, I know we would, but how do we come about making a decision of what to charge?
1: Yes, it's a challenge, isn't it? Um... I think the way that I've done it, and you must bear in mind that uh, uh, I've been doing this for quite a long time now. So my pricing structure has kind of evolved from what I used to pay uh, as a as a regular recipient of massage to one of what I should charge, depending on my skill level. And over the years, it's built up and built up and built up. I think the key element here for me is I'm not at all motivated by money. It does not press my buttons whatsoever. Uh, I'm actually not interested in money. Uh, it's a byproduct of what I do. Um, so the way that I approach this, you can look around. I haven't got a clue what other therapists charge around me. Um, I place a value on my skill sets. Um, I'm not the most expensive. Um, I don't need to be. Um, I don't try and set myself up as something quite extraordinary. Um, so pricing is something that I think has to reflect your cost base. Um, it has to appreciate. It has to reflect your. Um, your value as you as a therapist and what you bring to your clients. So currently, uh, today, here in uh, early 2016, I charge £65 an hour and £35 for half an hour.
0: Exactly, the same that I charge as well. Um, can I ask you what one piece of advice you'd give um, to a therapist in order to grow their business? Because I again, we see therapists, real workhorses, back-to-back massages and I, I think there comes a point where, you know, if they're not looking after themselves, that they certainly sort of fall by the wayside and fall into other careers because they can't sustain their business. You know, what we, one piece of advice would you give those that love what they do, but they need to make a business of it?
1: Well, I think the, uh, the, single, the, forward, like, the single piece of advice that, uh, that I would uh, give to any therapist, and uh, I continue to do this, um it is um, I have a massage myself every Saturday, and I pay a therapist to do it. Now, that happens to be Mark, who you know. <laughs> now, uh, my great privilege there was uh, was an ambition of mine was uh, was, to, uh, was to teach I wanted to experience my own massage. Uh, and to do that I had to train somebody the way that I work mm-hmm. and I've been doing that for the last couple of years with Mark um, and uh, I now pay Mark the going rate every Saturday to have a treatment because I need to look after me yes. um, it's absolutely number one Mark pays me once a week for me to look after him so I think therapists don't look after themselves they're givers by nature and i think sometimes you need to just take care of yourself and it's absolutely i i live by the law that uh, if uh, what i practice i try and preach uh, so i i know the benefits of massage i'm a regular recipient of it um and uh, i i think that's the single most important thing uh, as far as i'm concerned um
0: and I agree wholeheartedly. And in fact, I'm questioned by those clients that invest with me. They always turn the question on myself and ask me how often I have a massage. And I can gratefully say that I also invest in massage. And I also pay for it because I believe that um, you should not give anything out for free, you know, when it's your, a valuable skill.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, John, I wanted to ask you, um, who inspires you? And I see a, a massive library. Of uh, education before me, um, and I know that you have a uh, one or two favourite books amongst it. So tell me a little bit about your inspirations.
1: Okay, yeah, I do. I have. Um, I I learned some years ago um, that um, that you need different skill sets to succeed in uh, business. So uh, I take inspiration from all sorts of areas, and that can be from my own children or ga- grandchildren. Um, to some of the uh, some of the greats, so I like I like uh, and inspired by people who challenge um, conventional thinking. So one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite people to listen to on the TED lectures is uh, a chap called Simon Sinek, um, who brings um, a physiological understanding to how people buy things. So. Um, my favourite anatomy books are probably Myofascial Pain and Dysfunction: A Trigger Point Manual, uh, and my favourite of all uh, of all anatomists is Frank H. Netter. So I'm inspired by lots of things in business, in communication, um, in understanding, in sales, um, because you're going to need all those skills to be a very successful therapist.
0: And I agree with you. Um, I'm a great fan of Frank H. Netter, except the difference between you and I is that I opted for the colouring book. <laughs> you opted for the boys' version. <laughs> so I, I, this was one of my burning questions to you, and that's, you know, how do you retain the level of knowledge? You know, I, I've always admired um, your knowledge, and I know that anyone that's in your company will think at some point, I wish I had your brain. Um, so I'd really like to know any sort of skills that you feel that you can share that helps us retain this information. Do you, know, do you have a study plan? How frequently do you read? You know, what do you listen to?
1: OK, it's a great question. I'm going to share a secret with you that I've never shared with anybody else. OK, the way that I do this is I look for sound bites of information um and um i i look for things that kind of amuse me or have really odd facts associated with them uh, and the human body is blessed with millions of them so uh i love sound bites which starts um remembering some some simple uh sentence or paragraph or silly fact about something enables me to develop a story about it associated with other things that are more clinically biased so um, um, for example I was doing a study um, on teaching a treatment that you and I are familiar with called Fantastic Foot Treatment um, and I needed to understand a little bit about the, uh, about the feet um, so I learned some interesting facts about them and I'll just repeat them to you uh, so uh, you have 26 bones in your feet the, bo- the bones of both of your feet make up more than twenty-six per- uh, more than 25% of all the bones in your body. You've got 33 joints in your foot. You have 100 muscles and ligaments and tendons and 250,000 sweat glands. And there's another interesting fact that I'm not sure I'm going to share about it regarding uh, a size of a man's feet and any other part of his anatomy. But I can assure you there's no correlation and that's been medically proved with two studies at two hospitals in London.
0: Well, I love how John could. Uh, <laughs> only John could put that across. And it's fair to say that um, John learns with a, a humour, and uh, really loves to find information and facts that amuse him because uh, you know it's a great way to retain and, and hold retention of knowledge. So I have a, the joy of really coaching a wonderful team of therapists. Um, I call them my Better Wellbeing Team. And I threw out the opportunity to them that I was interviewing John today. And I said, so, hey, guys, what do you want to ask John? What's your burning questions? So I'm going to start off with um, a wonderful therapist. She's actually a naturopathic nutritionist as well as a hydrotherm therapist, uh, Jennifer Hadley. She's based in Norfolk in Norwich, and she runs a company called Nutrition Norfolk. And the question that she Coming from a real research background, the question she wanted to ask John is, John, would you consider having a graduate forum for those hydrotherm therapists that really have invested within the training that is offered at the company? And, you know, somewhere that they can go to for support, and um, place that they can discuss their cases, their best insurance, but all with a sort of an overlooking eye so that we don't get lost in a forum that just talks about, I believe this, I believe that, but is actually under the watchful eye of people like yourself and I that can, you know, just be sure that the knowledge is correct.
1: Yes, I think that's a great idea, uh, uh, Jennifer, and... uh... I'm going to explore this with Claire when we are reviewing uh, our training manuals and the support materials that we provide to our therapists. So I think it's an absolutely fantastic idea. It's uh, it's now logged here at the office, and so we will be investigating it. Uh, we, we should be looking for somebody to run this forum, so I should probably be, be returning the question to you to say, Were well, you going to give us a hand with it? <laughs>
0: Jenny, I hope you're up for that challenge. I know you will be. (laughs) So um, then we go down to um, Barking down south, um, Amadeep Rinki Matharu Lau. She is a wonderfully creative person who combines dressmaking and hydrotherm therapy. And she actually really wanted to know about how can we get hydrotherm out into the big marketplace, John, because there is still this air of secrecy about hydrotherm there's a lot of therapists a lot of clients that still don't know about hydrotherm so kind of how do you see you know us really getting it out there in the marketplace
1: again this is a great uh, question uh Rinky. and um uh here i have to uh hold my hand up to something um i, I have had the great privilege to build a very successful therapy business and it takes skills and understanding and knowledge which i hope very much through various forms to share with people like yourself on how to build your own businesses like this because it's perfectly possible to do i'd ask you to accept that uh, you actually need a slightly different skill sets to build a business that operates nationally Um, and um, i know this to be true so you can uh, larger companies can afford to put absolute fortunes into, uh, into marketing and doing all sorts of things like that. But for smaller businesses, that can be quite a challenge. So what I've opted to do is invest in coaching. Uh, people invest, therapists invest in purchasing knowledges, knowledge and, uh, and understanding from us. And um, it's been my choice to now take on a business coach. Um, and uh, I work with Paul very closely. We're starting to implement some changes, and we are going to try and bring this um, in, uh, to the fore. Um, so it's a kind of a two-part answer for me. There's different skills to be a, build a therapy business than there is to build a national or international business. Um, I know how to do the, uh, the therapy business side of things. I want to share that with you. And I'm learning like mad on how to do the next bit, which is to develop the the name of hydrotherm throughout the industry.
0: And it's a you know a really exciting future ahead, Rinky, and and actually you know you're part of it, and you know with therapists like yourself, you know you're really going to help grow that accessibility to a treatment that really, um, so many clients benefit from. So lastly, I'd like to um, go a little bit further south down to uh, my neck of the woods, down in Sussex with um, the wonderful Heather Botting. She is also uh, a hydrotherm therapist, hypnotherapist, and uh, absolutely loves what she does and was struggling with the uh, aches and pains of the massage world. And hydrotherm has actually given her so much strength to continue. And I'm really excited because she is an incredible therapist. And the question that she has for you, John, is it would be interesting for her to know and for us to know, you know, what your dream is for hydrotherm. You know, do you feel that you're kind of almost there already or do you think that there's a, there's still something bigger out there? So what's your vision for the future?
1: Right. Another great question, uh, uh, Claire. Uh, as you know... Um, I'm not that much of a dreamer. Um, I'm very much a pragmatist. No, you
0: leave the dreaming to me, John. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, I'm very pragmatic on, on, uh, on, uh, on the things that uh, I do about. Do I have a vision? Do I have a plan for the development of our business? Yes, I do. Uh, so, uh, uh, HydroTherm is probably still the industry's best-kept secret. And I have to take responsibility for that. Um, but, um, uh, my plan is to, uh, try and double our business every year for the next five years. And to do that, I'm going to have to learn how to develop a business nationally and internationally. So, um, we have a plan rather than a dream. <laughs> so, um, a strategy, <laughs>
0: um something uh, many of us therapists uh, lack as a strategy but you know it's something that we can learn you know together and I think certainly just jumping back to Jennifer's uh suggestion of having a forum we can really get our massage businesses really going really well there's just one last question I want to throw out there to you John and that's you know what impact or impression would you like to leave on the massage industry
1: wow um I've probably been through the whole gamut of experiences with hydrotherm from developing it in its very early days uh, to spending absolute fortunes uh, 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 developing the material and uh, and everything else with it. Um, I th- I think the place that uh, that I'd really like to to uh, to get this to um, is is a space where people see hydrotherm the same way that I do uh, and, and and it may strike you in a slightly odd way that I don't see hydrotherm as a be all and end all of a massage, uh, of, of massage I see it as a fabulous tool uh, and uh, you and I were talking earlier on and I kind of explained that you could give a, the best set of engineer tools spanners if you like to uh to a terrible uh, uh mechanic uh, and and he'll stop your car for you um but you give those same tools to a therapist who's really keen to do a fantastic job and has great experience and your 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 their customers will experience a great um uh, uh service from that uh, mechanic and i view massage the same way um Hydrotherm is a massage tool. That's what it is fundamentally. If you give it, it's not going to make a terrible therapist a great one. But if you have a desire to learn and you really want to develop your skill sets uh, and you're prepared to listen to people who've done uh, some incredible things with it, uh, um, then I believe that what follows that is financial success. So uh, hydrotherm for me is a massage tool. Not the be-all and end-all. It's the same as a couch. It's how you use it that makes all the difference.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Um, now, I, I would sort of second that, really. And one of the things I want to leave you with is that John Holman created a massage tool, as he puts it, Hydrotherm, and it's, it's transformed uh, the way that massage can be delivered and the potential of results for clients is phenomenal. And it still amazes me every week in my clinic what I am capable of doing on this piece of equipment and this tool Um, and it really does you know rock the world of my customers and and rock mine too and I love that I get results every client that I see every time I see them the the results are always progressive so if you're interested in actually learning a little bit more about hydrotherm you can log on to John's site it's actually www.johnholmantherapysolutions.co.uk and on there you can see, you know, an overview of the company. You can see all the various training levels. You know, we actually train not only in supine massage on the hydrotherm system, but we also teach them to mass therapists to massage pregnant women all the way through pregnancy, through all three trimesters. And we have also launched Tranquil C massage for cancer. So I urge you to look on there. And if I can just pass over to John just to give the Massage Matters website, that would be another place for you to have a little look. And if you're um, willing to book your massage a year in advance, you might want to give it a look.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks very much, Claire. Yeah, so uh, my private clinic is uh, can be found at massagematters.clinic. Uh, we're based in Tame, so in Oxfordshire. So massagematters.clinic should find us.
0: Brilliant. Thanks, John. And we'll definitely be inviting John back for a little bit more. I think there'll be some more questions after this one. Thank you.